Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 721, Strength Building, Beyond Specificity, by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and a very happy Earth Day to you, and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And don't forget, we have five shows where we narrate blogs for you, covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. My students asked me, how are you celebrating Earth Day today, Dr. Neil? And so I thought I'd share that with you. And it's actually really simple. My family and I are having a meatless Monday. So today's meals will contain no animal products of any kind. And I talked about this a little bit on one of last week's shows. So if you wanna learn a little bit more about that, definitely check out some of last week's episodes. But for now, if you're all caught up, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Strength Building, Beyond Specificity by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. Throughout this blog's history, as well as my boxing page, I have preached the importance of specificity. For instance, I've said that if you wish to become a better boxer, you need to spend more time boxing. Clearly, this concept extends beyond the ring and is relevant to any sport. Regardless of your event, there is no substitute for specificity and experience. If you wish to progress beyond the norm, you'll need ample time practicing and competing. In many ways, the same logic applies to strength training. If you wish to improve at a particular exercise, you'll need to perform it. For example, if you want to improve your barbell squat, you'd better spend some time under the bar. Once again, the significance of specificity must not be overlooked. With that said, recognizing the importance of specificity doesn't mean that you should limit yourself to repeatedly practicing the same exercise or activity. It is inevitable that you will eventually need to expand your repertoire. During such times, I view my coaching role as that of a problem solver. My job is to identify weak links in the chain and then devise solutions to overcome them. 
become a problem solver. In my last entry, I discuss the importance of creativity. There's more to being creative than finding new or different ways to exercise, however. Creativity is also important when seeking solutions to lingering problems. As a coach, you'll only go so far if you limit yourself to traditional thinking. I'm a firm believer that the best coaches spend the bulk of their time thinking outside the box. Unfortunately, many others fail to recognize the importance of creativity and problem solving. Instead, they view hard work or more work as the answer to everything. It isn't always that simple. As much as I encourage working hard, it is imperative that such work is allocated appropriately. Simply doing more of an exercise to fix a problem within that exercise is rarely the answer. There's often better ways to address specific problems. A pull-up-based example. To explore the significance of a problem-solving approach, I'll use pull-up performance as an example. One of the most frequent questions that I receive looks something like this. How can I improve my pull-up numbers? The common response to this question would be to spend more time working from the bar. In many ways, that answer wouldn't be wrong. A large part of pull-up strength originates from the pull-up bar. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you'll only get so good at an exercise if you aren't performing it. Once again, though, if there's a weak link within an exercise, it's useful to attack that bottleneck directly. For instance, a weak link that often limits pull-up performance is hand strength. Stronger hands, particularly support grip, almost always translates into better performance from the bar. 1. Support grip. A few years ago, I worked with a client who had above-average upper body strength, with the exception of his hands and grip. This individual had never taken the time to develop his lower arms. As a result, he struggled from the pull-up bar unless he was using straps. That was never a problem until he began the application process to become a police officer. He wouldn't be able to use straps when performing pull-ups at the academy. Consequently, he came to me looking to improve his pull-up strength as fast as possible. I immediately recognized that he had plenty of upper body strength, but below average hand grip strength. Thus, the solution to his problem wasn't to just perform more pull-ups. The approach that I took was to attack the bottleneck directly. We needed to improve his support grip strength. One of the primary exercises that we added was a heavy farmer's walk. We also added bar hangs to each pull-up session. These simple additions were included a few days per week. In less than a month, his pull-up numbers had risen considerably. Two, band resistance. Another pull-up weakness that I've seen in many athletes becomes visible as they approach the bar. In other words, the athlete is strong at the bottom, but noticeably weaker at the top. I first noticed this problem myself many years ago while progressing with weighted reps. I was always strong at the bottom, but would get stuck a few inches from the bar. Performing more sets or reps with or without weight never seemed to improve this weakness. That's when I began brainstorming and eventually came up with band-resisted reps. By attaching a resistance band to my waist, I was able to focus on my weak point directly. In the years since, I've had numerous athletes benefit from this variation. I've observed considerable improvements with both body weight and weighted reps. Three, get strong. Another solution that I've had success with in many athletes is to simply develop more all-around strength. I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard from someone who is trying to improve their pull-up numbers without doing anything but pull-ups. When you limit yourself to a single exercise, there's only so much volume that you can accumulate with that exercise. Spreading out your workload to other movements will allow you to increase overall volume and intensity throughout each session. 
I've actually had several athletes improve their pull-up numbers by taking a temporary break from the pull-up bar. Instead, we develop strength in other movements while giving the body time to recover from the excessive volume that was performed before. Stronger bodies tend to be better at everything. Don't put all of your eggs into a single basket. Four, lose weight. Considering that pull-ups are the example for this entry, one of the easiest ways to improve at the exercise has nothing to do with exercise. If you are carrying extra weight and lose five to 10 pounds, you can expect immediate improvements from the pull-up bar. A lighter body is useful for almost any body weight movement. Once again, there's more to improving an exercise than simply performing the exercise. It's imperative that you consider all options when devising your strategy for improvement. Final thoughts. Clearly, the examples from this entry are just a few of many options. My goal isn't for you to follow this advice, but rather to get you looking for bottlenecks that might be limiting your own performance or that of your athletes. Specificity will always be important, but it's often equally important that you look beyond it. There's more to coaching than instructing athletes to practice an exercise or sport. Good coaches also seek out alternative ways for their athletes to improve. In doing so, not only will you prevent boredom and overuse from excessively performing the same movement, but you'll also develop more all-around strength and ability. That's what I call a win-win scenario. You just listened to the post titled Strength Building Beyond Specificity by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I think Ross and I would agree that when we talk about specificity, and maybe not doing that specific exercise all the time doesn't mean that you should never do the exercise. In my experience, when folks aren't good at, let's say, pull-ups, since that was the example Ross used, what they'll want to do is say, yeah, sure, let's work on the other exercises that might help me get better at doing pull-ups, but that's just their way of avoiding doing another pull-up. They'll make excuses and find ways to never have to go under that bar and pull themselves up to it. And so they'll be happy working on some of the other supportive movements that might help them get that head above the pull-up bar, but they'll never actually end up going back to trying to do another pull-up. And so yes, I completely agree with Ross when he says, find those weaknesses and work on them, but don't forget to go back to the original exercise that you were trying to perform in the first place. Don't use these other moves as an excuse to avoid doing that specific exercise. And if you're not so great at performing certain exercises, that's okay. 
I was and am the same way. I'm always kind of slow to learn new moves, even with all of my experience. And in fact, I still remember when I was trying to learn how to do a proper pull-up, I was terrible at it. I could not pull myself more than halfway up towards the bar. But I worked on it. I practiced trying to do more pull-ups. I would do assisted pull-ups, but I would also strengthen my chest muscles. I would do bench press. I would do rows. I would do other things to complement those muscles. And then eventually, with practice, I was able to do my first pull-up. So again, don't be afraid to go back and try those specific exercises again, especially the ones that you struggle with. All right, really quickly before I go, you can hear a lot more blogs being narrated to you for free by checking out our other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find them. All right, that'll do it for the Earth Day episode. Have a wonderful start to your week, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual. We are Optimal Life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.